Hey everyone, you're listening to Ankur Variku on Voice with Variku. On this podcast, I talk to you about entrepreneurship, how to grow in life, manage personal finances, handle failures, and a lot more things that just come to my mind. The episode begins. You have a degree in physics, dude. You're now thinking of dropping out. There's no one who will ever hire you. Don't do this. These were the words of a friend. A friend who who frankly meant well. He wasn't trying to discourage me, just making me very aware of what he thought was the reality. And this is September 2003. I'm aged 23. I'm in the US. And I had called this friend because he had changed careers after being a physics student. Both of us were in the same college in the undergrad. And I thought that he'd understand that I too wanted to change careers, but wasn't sure of whether I was doing the right thing or not. For the longest time, I know, I wanted to be a space scientist. And here I was at the age of 22 in the US, enrolled in a PhD program on a 100% scholarship. This was exactly what I had preparing my entire life. This was how I had imagined it to be. But within a year, everything had changed. I realized this wasn't what I wanted to do. While I was good at what I was doing, it didn't make me happy. It didn't make me happy. I woke up dragging my feet, just dragging myself to show up. And the biggest thing was the burden of expectations. Expectations that I had for myself expectations that my parents had from me, the promises that I'd made to the world, all of them were just bearing down on me heavily. And I don't think there's anything greater than the pressure of expectation on us. And I remember waking up, middle of the night, night after night, night after night, sweating, panting, my heartbeat is racing, It's cold outside, it's snowing, and yet within me, I'm just grappling to find myself. I'm convinced that my life is over. If at 23, I did not know what I wanted to do, if I was just so unhappy with where I was, nothing would make it right. My friends from school, college, they had gone on to get great jobs. Everyone seemed sorted. Everyone knew what they wanted from life. Everyone seemed to be in control. Everyone except me. <laughs> the joy of the joy of becoming a space scientist had just vanished. The dream of changing my life's fortune, my family's fortune, was evidently just fading away. I was 24 and I was lost. And at that time, I remember the only thing that was, that was certain in my mind was this question. If I'm not happy doing what I'm doing, then what's the point of everything and anything else? If I'm not happy doing what I'm doing, then what's the point of everything and anything else? It was a question which was a very certain question, but with no certain answer. I didn't have the answer to this question, but I just 
had this question as a certain one. And with that question in mind, I decided to drop out of my PhD and come back to India. Did I know that this was the right decision for me? No, absolutely not. Did I know that this was the best decision for me in that moment? No, I did not. All that I knew was that the downside of sticking with what I was doing was massive. It was an unhappy life. But I felt horrible. I felt I betrayed my parents, my family, my friends, my own self. I felt like the biggest loser ever. Once I was back, the first thing I did was to get financial stability. I had no income, no savings, no investments, no family backing. We come from a very humble background. My dad had just started his own business. That wasn't doing so well. It was under a lot of debt. And we, we were just genuinely struggling financially as a family. And I asked all of my friends if there was any opening in their companies and one of them said yes. So I sat for the interview, thankfully cleared it, and was asked my salary expectations. And in my head, I'm like, 10,000 rupees a month would be the maximum anyone would give me. <laughs> and I replied, I've never worked before. I, I have no expectations. Whatever is the budget for this role is acceptable to me. So my first ever job in my life gave me 15,000 rupees per month, which is more than I thought I would make. I started working in this company called NIS Sparta as a training content producer for corporate trainings. So it was a company in corporate trainings and my job was to create that content for those trainings. And I was surrounded by MBA graduates and I felt irrelevant. I felt stupid with a physics degree. I had nothing that could match them, no skills whatsoever. And the only thing that worked for me was my writing skills and I think eventually my curiosity. My super boss, I don't know why, she, she liked me. She felt I had potential, so she spent time with me, guiding me on my mistakes. And during one such occasion, she mentioned that her husband was the dean of the executive education department of this new MBA school, ISB. And for the next one week, I researched all that I could about ISB. And I was fascinated. A one-year program, work experience prayer group, global faculty, and insanely expensive. Back then, it was for 15 lakh rupees, which was more money than we'd ever seen in our lives. Forget having that money. We, we never even saw that money. No one would ever even give us that loan to see that money. And I cut down all my monthly spends and spent all of it on GMAT books and the exam enrollment, which was $100 back then, which is about 5,000 rupees, a lot of money. Took the exam, scored decently. And the ISB admission process is, is very different from other Indian business schools. It's not like a CAT and then a GD or an interview. There is GMAT that you have to give and then you have to apply with essays that you have to write about. Why do you want to go into that school? What do you want to do after that? So on. And then there is a part where people who have worked with you before recommend you. So they speak about your strengths, your weaknesses, and that feeds in into the application process. 
for my recommendations i was scared to ask from my immediate managers because i was only a few months into this job and i was like what if they fire me i need this money i need this job so i asked isb if academic recommendations would work so if my professors back from the us could recommend me and if that would qualify and they said yes which is so nice of them and i asked my professors and they had no business recommending me like i was not their student anymore i had left their program in which they had devoted 2 years teaching me and now they are going to recommend me for an mba program that sounded so crazy but they said yes and i applied to the isb i was shortlisted for the interview and i still remember it happened at the taj in delhi i was sitting in the waiting room i don't know how i was dressed but what i do remember was everyone else was dressed so smartly like all the boys and girls they were just so sharply dressed in their suits and so well groomed and i felt like a misfit i was a physics dropout i was creating training content i was earning 15000 rupees a month and i was 25 years of age i stepped into the interview the interviewer asked me what i wanted to do post isp and i said finance I had no basis for saying that and i said finance and i remember he holding my resume with his thumb and his index finger raising it and saying this resume would never get shortlisted for finance and then he dropped the resume on the table i was convinced i would not make it but somehow i made it i made it to isb and that one year just completely changed my life and in 2015 Ten years after ISB and eleven years after coming back from the U.S., I went back to the U.S. for some work, and I could squeeze out some time. And I decided to go and visit Michigan State University, which is where I studied. And this was the first time I was stepping onto that campus since I'd left it in two thousand four. And when I was there. I was remembering this one day in 2003 a particularly hard day for me I'd clicked a photograph from my camera of an open field but with a fence and a barbed wire and I felt like that photograph was me in that moment that there was this massive open field in my heart but I was still captivated I was still contained by that fence and that barbed wire and when i went again in 2015 i went back to the spot foolishly hoping that it was still there and when i reached it was still there exactly the way that i had clicked it and the biggest difference was that back then when i'd clicked it i felt captivated and today i was free and all i could do in that moment all that i could wish for in that moment was if there was just one way just one way for me to go back to that ankur of 2003 and tell him that it's going to be okay it is going to be okay you will be okay it's going to be okay and that's the same thing i wanted to share with all of you today i hope that all of you can tell yourself today it's going to be okay you will be okay it's going to be okay
That's it. To be notified of upcoming episodes, be sure to subscribe and follow the show on this app right now. Also, don't forget to rate and review the show because that just feels nice. Thank you. Thank you.